Section 13 of the Fasti. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Fasti by Ovid. Translated by John Benson Rose. Section 13. Book 5. Maius. The month of Maius. Why is it called so? You ask. And I confess, I do not know. Like to the traveller who stands in doubt, Which is the track of many round about, So do I stand perplexed. The causes are so many That I wish they fewer were. Aid me, ye goddesses, Who dwell beside sweet Agonip, In the gushing tide of Hypocrine And Medusaean steed. They, on the mooted point, are not agreed. They silent stand, till Polyhymnia breaks the silence deep. All listen as she speaks. Twas after chaos when tricorporate earth received its second elemental birth, and the fair universe took aspects new. Earth gravitated down, and with it drew the waters down. But gravitation none affected lunar steeds or stars or sun. Earth had her laws, in their own laws the spheres, they clashed not, equal, separate honours theirs. Often a minor god, Saturni, sate upon the throne of thy supernal state, and often would a stranger god divide Oceanus and Tethys, his bright bride, till honour and fair reverence came late, and ordered each to seats legitimate. From them sprung majesty, their daughter she, who sprang at once to full-grown puberty. Amidst the gods' Olympic she sat down, conspicuous in gold and purple gown, attendant on her modesty and awe. She upon powers divine imposed her law, which was assumed by them, and deference, for place and rank established was from thence. And so it lasted till Saturnus fell, as fated twas from heaven's citadel. Then Terra bare her brood, the giant race, who tried to storm Jove's realm and native place. A thousand hands had they, and serpent thighs, and Terra them conjured to scale the skies and to depose the gods. They mountains hailed, to mountain tops, and Jupiter assailed. But Jupiter from heaven fulminates, and cast upon them those huge mountain weights, burying in ruin. Now, in the seat above, sits majesty beside the throne of Jove, defended by his bolts, whilst Jupiter finds his defence and firmest friend in her, and mighty sceptre easy to his hand. She came to earth, she came to Roman land, and Romulus and Numa worshipped her, and others followed, late or earlier. Fathers and mothers she invests with awe, and youth and maidens bend them to her law. She graces Fasces and the cruel chair, and shares the triumph of the victor's car. So Polyhymnia spoke, of song and lyre, the learned muses, Cleo and Thalia, agreed with her. And then Urania broke the silence deep. All listened as she spoke. In the good times of old, the hoary hair, 
and wrinkles of old age respected were. Then youth bore arms and armor, forth they trod, in the defense of gods, with Mars their god. The seniors then, unfitted wars to wage, assembled to debate in council sage. The curier then demanded men mature, and patris synonym with senator. The seniors made the laws, an age was named, at which such honor might be held and claimed. Age walked escorted then by youth, who vied to honor it by walking by his side. In presence of old age, youth curbed his tongue, and suffered reprimand for speaking wrong. And Romulus, this noting, called the old Patris, selected for hearts leal and bold, and yielded to them civic government. In my belief, it is from that event that Maius from Maioris was surnamed. The sequent month by juniors is claimed, and adds its sanction that the thought is true. Of Numitor it is recorded, too, that he petitioned Romulus to pay respect to seniors, whence this month of May. Urania ceased, and Calliope rose, first of the maiden choir. From her brows, her locks neglected, ivy wound she threw, and thus commenced. When that the world was new, Oceanus preferred to bridal bed, Tethys to Tanida, whose arms are spread, encircling earth with waters. Pleione was born unto them, chosen bride to be, to heaven-bearing Atlas, sprung from them the Pleiades, and Maya, the gem of that sweet sisterhood, by Jove was won, by Jove embraced, she bare to him a son, on cypress-clad Selene, him who bears, on winged feet Jove's mendits through the spheres, him the Arcadians worship, habitants of mighty Menelaus and Laden's banks, and elder than the moon. Evander bore, from thence his gods, unto the Latin shore, and exile with them, and where Roma stands, the mistress of the world, were pasture-lands of wretched flocks and scattered cottages. The prescient mother, gazing upon these, proclaimed a halt. Behold the spot, she said, predestined unto empire, and obeyed her the nonacrian hero, questioning not. He dwelt a foreigner on foreign spot, and taught the rites of Faunus the bicorned, and him with winged Telaria adorned. To semi-capper Faunus, Lupercai, cinctured and armed with hides to purify the crowds collected in the public ways, and Mercury, in his fair mother's praise, gave to the month her name. Inventor he, of the curved lyre, patron of Navri, inventor of the seven chords to please the sisterhood, the seven Pleiades. She ended, and she most applauded was. What can I do? Each lovely sister has homage from me. Whatever me befall, Pyarian sisters, I believe you all. Calendas of May, Capella Rises. Begin my strain with Jove. Behold the star, Capella Rises. Nurse of Jupiter, Olenian Capella, sign of rain, thy milk appraise thee to the starry train. The nice Amalthea in the woods of Cretan Ida, her own solitudes, hid Jupiter, a goat most beautiful, mother of twins, 
with strutting udders full, such as the nurse of Jupiter should have, with horns recurved a aerial she gave milk to the god. But hurling against an oak, one comely horn in the mid-part she broke. And Amalthea picked it up, and wound that horn with flowers and wreaths of leaves around, and filled with fruit to feed the infant Jove, who, when he held supreme the throne above, raised nurse and horn to heaven, where she appears under her name in the celestial spheres. Altar of Guardian Laris Erected Calends of May are dedicated to the Guardian Laris, altars we renew unto their statues small as vowed of eld by curious they were not as now beheld cankered by time and old age prestus is their true cognomen they got properties committed to their charge unslumbering guard our houses and our walls with watch and ward and sound alarm with aid there used to be a dog carved at their feet cut out of the same stone and watching with the law you ask the reason why? Alike their daily task, alike their duty, guardians of the home, and faithful to the master. When they roam, they love the crossways, both the dog and lar. Both scare the thief, both very watchful are, through day and night. And that is all I know, touching these statues of twin gods that bow, beneath the weight of years, a thousand stand, with the presiding genius of the land in Roman streets. And so we worship three, three now which twin Penates used to be. Rites of Bonadea Now whither am I born to antedate the month of August, to anticipate the strain to Diva Bona to be sung? A native crag, conspicuous among the rocks, and called the Rock, stands on the hill, whereon stood Remus, frustrated in will, when the twelve birds palatinate conferred empire on Romulus, that spot preferred was by the senators whereon to plan her temple, who abhors the gaze of men. She, of the ancient Claudian race and line, whose virgin body shunned aught masculine, founded that fane, which Livia restored, following therein the footsteps of her lord. The sixth day to the nones of May, Argestes blows. When Hyperion's rosy child next day, with matutinal steeds drive stars away, our jesty's cold will wave the fields of corn, and waft the white sails from Calabria born. Hyades rise, and when the doubtful crepuscule is gone, the Hyades appear, all glittering on the head of Taurus, seven glittering stars from rain, so called by Grecian mariners. Some think that they nursed Bacchus, others sing, from Tethys and Oceanus they spring, that Ethra, child of old Oceanus, bear Hyas for fair form conspicuous, him and the nymphs, but Hyas was first born, ere Atlas bore the spheres in nature's morn, before his beard was seen, he snared the deer, and found benignant quarry in the hair, but in his manhood boars became his prey. In her suit Linus, he dared one day to snatch her cubs through darkness of her den, but fell blood-stained to the brute Libyan. Ethra and Atlas wept. His sisters wailed for Hyas lost. Their piety availed 
to raise them to the spheres where now they flame in their own right and bear their brother's name. End of section 13